The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience. Talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Radio Tony. I'm your host, Tony Lonis, joining you for another week, and I'm so glad you're all here listening away. A big shout-out to our fabulous technician, Rebel, who keeps me live on air every week and makes sure I see all your questions and comments and gets our guests live on to Radio Tony. We have another great show planned for you, and I've got an online dating blogger, Patsy Roach, followed by an Australian stand-up comedian and author of The Dickhead List. Um, these wonderful guests will be followed by our regular guest, Tracy Tully, the whistleblower, whom you all know and want to talk to again. And this week, we have Kerry Rowe, the brain behind brain thinking, back on, and we fixed all her technical problems. So we'll be delving a bit more into my HBDI results in case you missed them in previous shows. So a friend of mine, Moana, has just written an amazing book called Be Styled for Life, Living with Sass and Style Over 40, uh, sorry, Over 50. Goodness me, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um so my one wants to know if you're a woman or a man over 50 and you're feeling a bit lost, you've fallen out of love with your body and your wardrobe, and do you wish that you felt confident and alive again? Well, apparently you're not alone, as a lot of men and women experience this as they move into their 50s and beyond. And now... Uh, and now you can empower yourself and take charge of that next stage of life and rediscover your sass and style. Moana has wonderful credentials in coaching and styling, and she can be your own personal stylist. In her book, she teaches you confidence and practical life tips for the first half of the book, and then in the second half, you get styling know-how and practical information on how to sort your wardrobe and your image. She gives you top tips and tricks that will make your life and lifestyle easier. If this is the perfect gift for yourself or anyone who is approaching their fabulous 50s. And Moana's book can be purchased online at www.bestyledforlife.com.au forward slash pre-release book. And I will put that link up in the chat box as soon as I get a moment. So 
Uh, over to the news in Australia today, we are incredibly dry and lacking in rain. There's bushfires raging up and down the the eastern side of Australia, and this is causing livestock loss and native fauna. There's an incredible amount of people struggling to keep their farms and animals alive. And just from a personal perspective, we've had to buy water for our tanks. Our normally free-flowing stream below at the bottom of the property is actually almost dry and we only have a couple of spots where we can bucket water to try and keep our trees alive. And we're only on a tiny property and our problems are only tiny compared to the massive stations out west and the properties up and down the eastern seaboard of Australia. And this brings me to an interesting conversation today. Listeners, what are your thoughts on climate change? From my perspective, I actually am not too much interested in, interested in the science because I really believe that no matter what people believe, we should be looking after our planet. Um, we should be doing things that decrease our carbon footprint. We should be doing things that uh, allow our earth to be vibrant and alive for generations to come. Hello, Willow, and good morning. Uh, yes, we still have a little bit of water, which we bucket into 20-litre drums and we then go around each tree and give them precisely 9 to 10 litres, which will keep them going for another week. And might I say... When you water like this, it keeps the trees alive and it's important for us to keep our trees alive because they give shade and cover to our livestock, our goats and llamas, and they also uh, uh, keep the property cool. So our big trees are particularly important to us on our small little plot of acreage. Um, so that amount of water I've calculated will keep our big trees alive when there's no rain and it's hot and we have a hot wind blowing. Um, we have only seen about 10 mils of rain in the last two and a half months and we're entering into the hottest part of our year where just a day without rain sees some of our trees and plants lose leaves, droop and look very sad indeed. The other problem for us is that our llamas and goats have not, nothing to feed on. So every afternoon we have to take them out of their paddock and herd them down onto the creek where there's a little bit of green pick and some grass that they can live on. It increases the costs of our feed for the animals because we have to feed them extra chaff um, and hay and soft feed just to keep them going. So we're in desperate need of rain over here at the moment. 
Jax, we in Australia are coming into summer, again, the hottest and driest part of the year. And in the States, yes, it is late fall and early winter. So you guys will be getting cold and in some places snow. Um, our rain tends to, our rain used to fall in November, December, but it seems to be changing and we get the majority of our rain at the end of February, March, April and, and into May, which has changed even in the last five years. So it brings me back to that subject of climate change. And I'd love to know what the listeners think about climate change, because as I said before, for me, it's not just about the science. I actually believe that we are stewards of our planet. And I believe that we should do everything possible to protect our native flora and fauna. I think that we need to be doing more to protect uh, endangered species. I think we need to be do, doing less in terms of land clearing and more in terms of protecting our green spaces and our trees across the planet. And that's not to, that's not to say that I'm a as in Australia, we would call you call um, ourselves a greenie. I don't see myself as a greenie. I see myself as a steward of the earth, um, trying to look after our space for the generations that come. Um, Kaylee, I saw a video on Facebook showing hail in the neck of your woods. Yes, there's been some really, not where we are, we're down on the border of New South Wales and Queensland, but up further on the Sunshine Coast, further north from here, they have had huge hailstorms. So some of the hailstones that rained down on the people in the Sunshine Coast were bigger than cricket balls in size. So you can imagine the damage that a cricket size hailstone will do to cars, people, houses, businesses, it and and foliage and nature. It just rips things to, to just shreds things, causes incredible damage. So they've suffered from those storms um, to the north of us and uh, with not a lot of rain. So lots and lots of hail, which means the hot hair air has risen high up into the atmosphere. They've formed the hailstones and then the hailstones have fallen down in brief savage storms across the um, Sunshine Coast just recently. Um, again, strange weather um, across Australia. Um, I, I know that the US has also um, experienced some strange weather recently. And um, I know that uh, in talking about climate change, we can't talk about some of the strange weather patterns. So whether you believe in climate change or not, you have to agree that some of the weather we've been experiencing is not normal. Um, and again, I relate it back to Australia where we're experiencing some of the longest droughts. So places have gone years without rain, which means that for those that are farming in those areas, um, they have to sell their cattle. There's not much they can do. They lose their income. It's a terrible state of affairs. Um, our government doesn't tend to support our farmers like your governments in the US. And we are one of the driest continents in the world. So we don't have the same sort of access. We don't have the same sort of river systems that a lot of other continents across the world have. So when Australia is dry, it is 
incredibly dry. So I'm going to quickly pop on to a break while we try and get our first um, guest on. So we're waiting for Patsy to join. So whilst we do that, I'm going to pop on to a short break. Over to you, Rebel. Keeping the conversation going on the suppressed social and moral issues, this is Radio Tony on W4WN. Join Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with your secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, Thursday evenings from 7pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Radio Tony on W4WN, your safe space for tough conversations. Hello. Hello, Patsy. How are you? I am fabulous. How about yourself? I'm really wonderful. Thank you for joining Radio Tony this morning. It's a pleasure to have you here. And well, just I am for a world. <laughs> <laughs> just for our listeners. Patsy decided in August 2016 that she'd check out online dating and she had some crazy encounters and some wonderful stories and she decided to start a blog about it. So she's talked to lots and lots of men all over the countryside on Instagram and Twitter and she's found out lots of things about how these men, some of them, try to scam you. So, Patsy, you're in... Uh, St. Louis, yes? Yes, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, aha. So Missouri is kind of, I'm orientating myself as an Australian, so Missouri is kind of uh, northeast. Um, yeah, we're kind of, I think we're Midwest in the United uh, States. Okay, we're kind of right in the center. Midwest. Yeah. My, yeah. My humble apologies. Oh, that's so, okay. Patsy, I, <laughs> I wanted to start. So obviously you... Uh, made a decision to try online dating. What prompted that decision? Well, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I'm Catholic and I was at church. And in the back of our church bulletin was an ad for Uh catholicmatch.com. And I don't know that I really wanted to date, but I was curious. So I went on there and set up a profile. Um, I think I was too liberal for a lot of the Catholics. So a girl, <laughs> you know, so anyway, um, I, somebody said, oh, why don't you try match.com? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I set up a profile. I paid for one month just to see what would happen. And the very first guy that contacted me said he was in the army. He was very good looking. Um, we shared a few emails and then um, I was at work the next day and I was showing my coworker friend candy. I said, look at this guy that contacted me on um, match, you know, and first thing she said is, is he in the military? And I go, well, yeah. And she goes, he's a scammer. I go, what do you mean? And she like enlightened me. So what I did was Google his picture and boom, it came up scammer. So, I mean, this was the first of over 120, 30 that I had, Um, not, not to mention fake celebrities. Um, but I mean, I never sent them money because, well, first off, I don't have any, (laughs) you know, so, but, um, it just turned into this, this funny every, I mean, I ran into this a lot before I started the blog and, 
Yes. I would talk to my hairdresser, Deb, about it. I said, hey, Deb, you're not going to believe this. You know, I'm thinking of starting a blog. Oh, you've got to. You've got to. You have great yeah. stories to tell. And yeah. that's kind of how it started. I started posting. And actually, after I got off the web, the dating sites, yeah. Plenty of Fish was the worst. That's where, I mean, the first thing they tell you is, oh, my name is so-and-so. I'm on a peacekeeping mission named that country, you know. Yes. Um, and I have army friends at work and, you know, they're, they don't talk like that. And, you know, I started looking online at the U.S. Army page and just reading and soaking up all the information that I could. Yes. And it just got to the point where, OK, so my blog now is it's a lot of it's Twitter and Instagram. I have a yes. fake Twitter account. I have a real one and I have a fake one. The fake one is Suzanne. Yes. And um, and I post stuff. And what it is, is I'll get a follow and I'll look at their account and it's a brand new account they don't have hardly any followers yes. that's usually your first sign of a scammer so that's i follow one, back yeah so i follow back and then the dance begins because then yes. he will send me a private message yeah um, and, and the first thing that's just so hysterical is oh you're so beautiful i mean the one guy the first guy was like oh i can't believe of all the women or the men in St. Louis that they're not just all, you know, running for you and want you. And I, I laugh. I have an awesome sense of humor, you know, and yes. I just kind of laughed. And I mean, if you, and I, I screenshot all the conversations and put them in a PowerPoint file, put them on my site so that people can see, yes. Hey, this is the kind of conversations that, that I have. And I mess with them. And yes. you have to remember when you're reading that, that's not Patsy. <laughs> Patsy's not at all like that. I just play the game. And then I, you know, when I, well, I have this one thing, it's called the Reversi app on the iPhone. And if yeah. you put their picture in there, a lot of times something will come up and you'll see all these different profiles. Like they have all these different names. And um, so, uh, I mean, it, it's just gotten too funny. I mean, I've had fake celebrities. Um, yes, aren't they good? <laughs> I remember speaking to Keanu Reeves just recently. Ha ha. I had a fake Keanu Reeves. Um, I had five fake Chris Pratt's and three yes. fake Chris Evans. And yes. I'm huge fans of theirs, you know. Yes. And what's funny is you have to look when you're on Twitter, if they don't have that blue check mark, it means the account hasn't been verified. So That's it's not right. the real person. Yes. But you know, but then also you look at the how they spell the name in the like yes. ads, like mine is Patsy Online Date or something. Yes. And anyway, so the first Chris Pratt, which is hysterical, yes. wanted me to send him an iTunes gift card. And <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you're Chris Pratt, you're a millionaire, and you're asking me for a gift card. <laughs> you know, Not my first logic. Yes. And my first Chris Evans, you know, he, he had this suitcase of money or something. I can't even remember because it was long, long ago. And, you know, I need yeah. somebody to my, my manager. I can't tell him that I'm talking to you. I mean, it was just, yeah. you know, you know, it, it, it's just funny. Well, recently, my most recent celebrity is uh, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> he wants to marry me. We're going to get That's married. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he had just Listen, gotten married, you know, but I, I played along, you know, um, and, and, you know, like I said, the main purpose is to show women, look at this is the stuff they say that let me tell you, if they put their efforts in all the poetry that they write you and the sweet, if you can get through all the misspellings and the bad grammar, yes, um, the bad grammar is definitely a giveaway. Yes. But I mean, it's like some of them, they fall, they, they love you right away. Um, yes. Others, they 
takes longer, you know, yeah. and it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Do I want to play the game or do I just want to reverse appy them and finish it? You know, Sorry, um, I'm just... <laughs> Patsy, I've got some comments and uh, and a couple of questions. So Erin says you have to watch those people on uh, online dating sites. Uh, Wincy says most are not in the US. They like to scam people. Eric says I had a guy building a hotel someplace and he said he was going to be stru- stuck because someone stole his money. And Holly wants to know how do you reverse look up a picture? Great question, um, Holly. Sure, it's on the um, if I have an iPhone. And if you go to the app store and just type in Reversey app, it's R-E-V-E-R-S-E-E, I think. And uh, you download it. So then like when I, because I do most of this on my phone, and then I screenshot the picture, and then I have something else on there where I can crop it so it takes all the other junk out. And you'll see the reverse appies on my website because I throw those in there. And, you know, some of them, as soon as I do that, they'll block me right away. And then others will want to argue with you yeah, know, yeah. like you don't trust me. Okay, so I have an army friend that I met online who's legitimate. He has a Facebook page that's about scammers. He's a military vet. So yeah. he, he even wrote a, an article on my blog uh, a long time ago. And um, so anyway, he he said, well, what you do is you just tell them, uh, make them take their picture right now holding up three fingers. And yeah. it's, it's funny. They're like, well, I, I'm, I can't take a picture. I'm um, deployed. Yeah, you can. You know, I mean, they, they come up with every excuse, you know. Yes. And then, I mean, I, they then they, most of the times they want to move you to Google Hangout. And oh, WhatsApp. Um, that is another communication app. It gets them off yes. the Twitter or the yes. uh, Instagram. And there they can video chat. So I'm yes. open to video chatting, but then they never have their video on. And then, of course, their yeah. voices don't sound like what they're supposed to. Yeah. From everything that I've learned, a lot of these scammers are from Nigeria. Um, so you'll see in a conversation more recently in the last couple months, I'll just ask, how's, how's Nigeria, you know, and, you know, some will be like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, and I'm like, and then eventually, you know, every once in a while I will have one. Okay. Yeah. I'm from Nigeria. I need money. Can we still be friends? No block. (laughs) See, and, and that's the thing is that you actually have the power to uh, to do and and block them and stop them from yeah. um, talking to you or but I'm ag- I'm agreeing with you Patsy I think it's good to call them on their rubbish because yes. it just it, it, it it's wrong to do that to women and men who are yep. looking for the love of their life you know you, you know, shouldn't be yeah put through the heartache of being deceived and and that's what it is it's about deceit isn't it patsy yes and you know and i'm older um i don't act it but i am older um and um (laughs) you know they immediately see you they think they think i'm lonely i'm like oh give me two minutes in a room with them they'll see how lonely i'm not you know Um, but i you know i put it myself out there just for my stories and to post them um i have stories that i've posted that i've seen um that the one channel station kstk channel five in st louis will um you know about a story around uh valentine's day is a big thing yes and um about somebody who sent somebody three hundred thousand dollars you know and i i just you know so i'll try to find them if they're on facebook and i will send them an email or a message and say hey this is i'm not some crazy woman 
you can look at my profile yeah. and then I send them my link and I'm like, please read my stories, you know, the, you'll, you, and yeah. pass it around because um, I have a good time doing it. You'll see that. But, you know, I just want some of the, I want, pardon? Can you put your link up in the chat box for me? Oh, I'd be glad to. I'd be that glad to. That would be to. awesome if you could do that. And do I have your permission to put your email in the chat box so people can tell you their stories? I would love it. And I'd like to share people's stories if they want yes. to share them. Um, yes. You'll see early on in my blog, I do actually have a couple success stories yeah. of people who met their um, significant others, you know. And um, yes, I'm trying to get the link now. David is saying you really should not look for the love of your life online. Um, right. I actually... I actually disagree because I met my husband online. Yeah, well, you know, it does work. And I do have some stories where it did it did work. I actually, the guy I used to work with when I posted yes. this, and yes. he was like, I would, we would love to take you out to dinner and talk to you. So I'm trying to yes. get this in the message box. I got my email in there, but I didn't get my uh, link in there. If you, um, if. If you tell me what it is, I'll type it in for you, Patsy. Oh, sure. It's www.onlinedatingwithpatsy.com. Yeah. And I threw there my email address in there. Yeah. There but I go. mean, I, you know, like I said, I, I share people's stories if they want. Um, a year ago, I had this young man contact me. He lives in New York. Yeah. His name's Robbie. And he was concerned about his aunt. He thinks she was being trying to be scammed. And he yeah. found my website, found the guy's picture on my website. I have a thing in there called the Liar's Wall of Disdain. Yeah. And um, I post the pictures. Um, but one thing you've got to remember, if you know, and I read this on an army page, that if you yeah. see these the pictures actually on public, don't approach them because it's not them contacting you. It's people yeah. using their photos. That's right. You know, so, yeah. um, but, uh, but he, you know, called me, we talked for, I called him back, called, talked for about 20 minutes on the phone. Yeah. And yeah. I said, well, you know, I'm more than happy to talk to your aunt. So that yeah. Sunday he hooked us up on the phone and I talked to her for about an hour. She, she had already blocked him. She did yeah. read my blog. You know, um, I still keep in touch with Robbie uh, every mm-hmm. once in a while. I drop him a line to check on him and his aunt. And, um, you know, and I, I even got, um, I think it was February 2017, um, the one reporter with Channel 5 in St. Louis, yes. Pat McConaughey, he interviewed me on Valentine's Day for my blog. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was neat, you know, and actually I had a guy on Facebook contact me who mm. he thought was being scammed, you know, and uh-huh. I posted that. I asked him, can I post your story? Because it does happen to guys. It's mostly women, yes. but there yeah. are a few guys out there who do get suckered in you know and it's yeah, so sad yeah. and one of our listeners um said eric said he'd been uh tried to someone tried to scam him too so it it's it's shame that it happens isn't it it's a yes. shame and, and i'm a bit like you Pat, like, patsy i like to challenge them um in australia we get a lot of scammer phone calls and mm-hmm. they come through and you get connected to press one to get connected to talk to a person and then they start start with their spiel and I let them do their spiel and then I because I know they're scammers I know they're lying absolutely and I say so does your mum know that you scam for a living and I've had the most interesting reactions 
one girl um, ended up in tears because I just said to her, you're worth more than this. You can yes. do a better job than that. Don't keep deceiving people. And no, right. mostly they hang up as soon as I say you're a scammer and this is why I know you're a scammer. Um, yeah. But I just I kind of think like you do, Patsy, that we need to keep calling these people out on their bad behaviour because it's wrong. Deceit and yeah. lies are wrong. Um, is, Heather, wants, Heather wants to know, but these people should not tell them or show them their pictures. Um, I'm not sure what you mean, Heather, by that. You're meaning that the people who are going online dating shouldn't show their picture? I'm not sure what you mean. I'll get you to clarify that for me, Heather. Patsy, what are your top tips for spotting scammers? Um, first off is if they say they're in the military, uh, 10 out of 10 yeah. times they're not. Um, yeah. And the, and then they, they they all use Gmail addresses. A military yeah. guy will use a .mil email account. Yeah. Um, yeah. Military guys, the way these guys talk, military guys do not talk like them. Um, majority yeah. of the time they're widows and uh, the wife died from car crash, cancer, uh, you know, yeah. just stuff. Um, yep. They have a child or t child, and usually it's a nanny or a family friend who watches the child while they're deployed. Yep. Um, they're well, they're they just this is sweet talk. Um, I mean, yeah. you could get a cavity reading it, um, <laughs> and you can't. I mean, oh my, I sit there and I'm like, these guys should write books of poetry, you know, and um, I mean, it's, it really is. And um, the other, what's some other ones? Um, well, if they call you, oh, you're beautiful right away. Okay, I know I'm beautiful, yeah. but let's get to know each other first, you know. Um, but they, it's the sweet talk that really comes yeah. in strong right away. Um, yeah. You know, they're beautiful. You're lovely. Um, you know, um, I mean, those are the big, those are the, and the English is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> You'll, yeah. You know, just the way they say stuff. And yeah. I actually started on my YouTube channel um, actually reading some of these because they yeah. are just hilarious. I was out with my best friend, Marianne, and I started reading this, but I read them with voices and emotion. Yeah. And I yeah. had her cracking up and I said, I got to do this. So I've done that to like three or four so far, just because <laughs> it's, they're funny. And you, you, you just, you got to read this out loud because it is it's, funny. It's, it, you just can't believe it. You know, it's, yeah. it's sad that, you know, they try to take advantage of the women, most of the women and the men, yes. um, because, you yes. know, a lot of us, we just want to meet a nice guy. You know, we That's don't want to, you, you know, friendship <laughs> and companionship to begin with. You don't want the sweet talk like straight out of the box, do you? Right. Right. And I mean, I want someone who lives in my city. I don't want some person halfway around the world who I know really isn't going to travel here, you know. But, yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> but I, the fun thing about it is I get to be creative sometimes in my conversations. Yes. Um, basically, my story is always the same. My name's Suzanne. I'm a widow. I have no kids. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, I'm a secretary. Every once in a while, I throw in some other profession, you know. Um, <laughs> Just you know. mix it up. You got to read it because because some of the stuff I'll say will just go totally over their head. They won't even comment. I'll be like, yes. oh, well, I own an escort service, you know, which I really don't. <laughs> and they're, oh, that's nice. And then something else. I miss that. Like, I have, oh, you got to read some of the stuff I put in there because it's, it, there's no comment, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I can't say some of it on the radio. <laughs> that's a um, bad word, but. 
Patsy, Sally, Sally says that she knows a guy who messes with the call scammers. Um, Sally, I know a few people who mess with the call scammers as well. Now, Heather's question is, if you see someone who you think is the person you saw in the picture, uh, should you not tell them that this is happening? So I know what Heather's getting at. So, for example, Kinu Reeves. So you, it's obviously looks like Kinu's picture, but it's obvious when you talk to this person that they are not who they say they are. And so right. Heather's wanting to know, should you point this out to the, the real, the real person? I would. I would walk up and the first thing I would probably say is, okay, I'm not a crazy person, you know, and I would say, and nine out of 10 times, they probably know it. Um, But I would go up and tell them, look, someone's using your picture online. Um, Here's a link to my blog. You know, I have cards I pass out. And um, I would say, check this out. Someone's using your pictures. But I I think I'm pretty sure from what I, some of the stuff I've read, they usually do know, but just don't grow up running up to them, hug them and say, Oh my God, you're here. I've been waiting, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So Patsy, what are some of the ways that people can protect themselves online? Um, Well, first thing is, uh, well, like I said, on Twitter, um, look yes. at the account when someone follows you. And if it's just been open within the last 30 days, I block Well, on my sincere account, my blog, Twitter account, yeah. I block them. I hooked up on the Twitter account with a lot of writers and stuff. To, yes. Because eventually I think I want to write a book about all this. Oh, and, definitely. Um, yeah. Well, I'm also trying to get on the Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> Gosh, everyone wants to get on Ellen. There must be some way to do it. Yeah. Well, I've been sending stuff for about the last year. Um, Ah. I make shirts with my blog on it. Um, I had, um, I sent her, like, I print out screenshots of conversations. I actually had a fake Ellen. Uh, (laughs) Really? uh, So I'll print that stuff out. And then, like, at the holidays, I make my own cards to send to, like, her and then, like, my local radio stations my local TV stations, and it's got one of my poems about scammers for whatever holiday it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, right now I'm, I'm bugging uh, Y98 in St. Louis. I sent them hats the other week, the morning show, with my blog on the front and their names on the back. Um, they're probably thinking, oh, no, it's this crazy lady again. <laughs> no, because it's, like, obviously it's still yeah. happening, Patsy. Obviously yeah. people still think passionate. that. Yeah, I'm very passionate yes. about it. You know, yep. so I thought, well, if nobody's going to talk about me, I'm going to talk about me, you know, Absolutely. so. Absolutely. Well done. Hey, listen, Kerry wants to say, oh, this is so funny. I've had similar experiences when my husband um, died and I started dating online. Um, I, I just, it's so endemic, for, particularly for women. And I know it happens to men, but particularly yeah. for women over the age of 50, it yeah. seems like you're an online beacon for scammers and they yes. will try anything to have you respond to them. The other thing I've had happen to me, Patsy, is that when I stop responding to them, they're like, hi, where are you? How come you haven't responded? Why are you not responding to me? Why won't you go into WhatsApp? And I'm like, whoa, buddy. Yes, because I'll get that. I get that. Yeah, oh, I'll get that. I got that recently. It's like you're never online. I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. And I go, excuse me, I have a life, you know. And then they're like, well, I know you have a life. And then they calm down, you know. Um, 
but yeah, that is there. I go, these guys are anxious, you know, and I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I have other, I have many other things. I work, my daughter's in college. I have other stuff that I do, you know, and, um, and some nights I do like to just play online, but there's some nights, look, I got other stuff I got to do. I can't play online with you, you know, so. That's exactly (laughs) right. That's exactly right. Um, I just think that it's a wonderful thing that you do, Patsy. And I think that lots of people need to know that what these scammers look like. And again, mine have always been I'm on a peacekeeping um, or a secret mission in Iraq or, and I'm just like, so what are you doing on Twitter at 10 PM at night? Like (laughs) it's kind of when you, when you start to think about it logically, it becomes clear that they're not, who they say they are, they're not genuine and they don't have your best interests at heart. But having said that, there are some really good online dating sites out there and I know from my personal experience meeting my husband, the fact that I didn't meet him in person for a fairly long time and that we had wonderful, intelligent email conversation um, for a very long time um, until we got to the point where he said, oh, look, I'd really like to meet you. But even then, I chose the most public, people-filled place I could think of to meet him just in yes. case he wasn't legitimate. And right. thankfully for me, he turned out to be incredibly legitimate. And so <laughs> I have a wonderful, happy story of online dating. But um, as you say, Patsy, there are so many unhappy stories where women lose lots of money and are tricked out of a fortune just simply because they want someone in their life to love them. Right. And we'd like to prevent that. And your role in um, exposing these scammers is a very important one, Patsy. Um And just for our listeners, if you want to email Patsy with any of your stories, it's stargatelady99 at net. And she, Patsy, am I right in saying that you love to hear these stories and you love to tell people's uh, stories about their... And I am happy, and if they, you know, give me permission, I would be glad to share them on my blog as well. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're also open to talking to people who might be struggling in trying to spot whether this person that they're talking to is legitimate or not because obviously there's some – the majority of the scammers are not really – how do I say this diplomatically? They're not so smart. No, (laughs) But there are some that are very good at what they do and maybe a little harder to pick. Am I right in saying that, Patsy? Yes, yes. Yes. Well, you know, a funny little story is, um, and, and you'll see this on my liar's wall of disdain. Yes. Some poor guy's picture will get used two and three different times by different guys. Yeah. Um, the one week it was some general in the army, two different yeah. people was using the same guy's name and picture with me at the same time. Wow. You know, did yeah, you try, just, did you try and point that out to the real general or did you just point it out to the scammers? Well, I didn't say anything to them, actually, but I I do try to see if I can find some of these people. Um, yeah. And sometimes I, I can't find any way to contact them or whatever, but um, yeah. but I do try. You know, I mean, I've had guys give me bank account numbers. Um, oh, really? 
I've played a couple of them. I've played it that far. So what I do is one of them was Wells Fargo in St. Louis. Well, it was Wells yeah. Fargo. They're worldwide, but there's one yeah. in St. Louis. So I sent them a letter, told them what was going on, sent them a copy of the conversation. Um, in the meantime, yeah. I work in the, I'm a secretary in the ID department, IT department yeah. where I work. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. one gal that I'm friends with who does cybersecurity said, you know, you really should send some of this to the FBI in St. Louis. Yeah. So I put yeah. together a packet and yeah. sent it to her. Two weeks later, I got an email from this agent and she said, in the first sentence, she goes, well, it's nice to hear from someone who hasn't sent them money. Um, oh, and then she no. said, yeah. And she said, Sending the bank account information to the bank was a good thing because they'll just close the account down. Oh, good. So the bank can actually close yeah. the account. Oh, well yeah. done. Yeah. And so then a couple weeks ago, yeah. And then a couple weeks ago, I got to meet the FBI agent. She came to my work to do a presentation. And Fantastic. as soon as I saw her name, I know I'm like, I got to go see her. And I went and met her. Nicest yeah. lady. Fabulous presentation about scamming that she did. Oh. And, um, so, but it was nice to meet her. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, if they've got an uh, an account they've opened, surely then the bank and the FBI can readily track them and catch them. Then one would think. She, I'm trying to remember in her presentation. I mean, the way it bounces from bank to bank to you know how it the wiring of the money goes sometimes it's hard i mean they do catch some but Uh sometimes it's i mean these guys some of these computer guys are very smart about how the money travels you know um yeah but uh, but yeah it was it was a very good presentation she did a great job Uh, and the fbi is kept busy (laughs) oh i'm sure they are it's a whole new level of um criminal activity isn't it really Yes. Listen, Patsy, it's been absolutely wonderful to have you on the show with me today. I'm really grateful that you come on to talk to our listeners about these sorts of scams on Radio Tony. Um, keep up the wonderful work and everyone just let Patsy know if you've got a story that you can share, or if you want to talk to her about some advice and ways to spot a scammer or protect yourselves from a scammer. Um, we're out of time for Patsy's um, interview this morning, and um, I've got Dee waiting on the line uh, to talk to us. So, Patsy, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Listeners, we've enjoyed having you on. Have a wonderful day and keep you up too. with the great work. Thank you so much. Thanks, Patsy. Bye. Bye-bye. So wonderful, listeners. I'm going to skip the break and we're going to go straight to the fabulous Dee Faith. Now, Dee it is a divorced mum, an entertainer, a comedian and author of The Dickhead List. What a wonderful name for a book. Um, she doesn't fit into the mould when it comes to live stand-up comedy, keynote speaking or presenting in front of the camera. Dee is hilarious. She's featured in an upcoming ABC documentary with Sean McAuliffe and Dee's personality shines through in her relatable, down-to-earth yet comical manner. Also, Dee's currently working on writing her own TV show and has her sights set on creating something different for the Australian television audience, um, which we would hope would go global, I'm sure. After spending the last year roaming around the country with her comedy show, Dee is performing in the 
<clears throat> pardon me, upcoming Adelaide Fringe Festival in 2020. And for those listening in the US, Adelaide is in our fabulous state of South Australia, at the bottom of Australia. Um, and I'm sure her national tour will set tongues wagging. Dee does lots of keynote speaking, which is her natural platform. Uh, she lives in the little town of Newcastle, but today she's coming live to us from Western Australia, in the far west of Australia. Um, so, Dee, welcome to Radio Tony. I'm delighted to have you here on the show. I know you've had a really difficult few weeks, and I'm feeling very privileged to have you here with me today. Um, how are you, Dee? Hello, Tony. It is so lovely to be on your show. Thanks for inviting me. And yes, I am in a town in the other side of Australia called Cojanup, which has literally got a population of 2,400 people and they're all out the front door. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a small town. Um, what's the weather like over there? Well, it's 8.43am in the morning. I've gone yep. for my walk this morning and I've only just taken my jumper off, so it's starting uh -huh. to warm up. Yeah. Okay, so still yeah. a little cool. Still a little so, cool. So I love your life story. And before we sort of delve into that a little bit more, you started out in journalism, is that correct? Yes, so straight after school I went to um, Murdoch University and um, anything that was over a pass was a waste of good drinking time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my, my first taste of radio was the community radio there where we sort of talked yeah. about ghosts and it was all a bit woo-woo, but that was my introduction to um, to radio and I sort of got a taste of it and I thought yeah. that I'd really like to be involved in this and I was also working at the West Australian music industry at the time. Yeah. So I got to meet some pretty cool people. We sort of got to tour with bands like Henry Rollins and um, Tool and a lot of Australian bands, Sunny Boys, Radio Birdman, Def FX yeah. at the time so yeah. it was a really good way to sort of get into the journalism side of things and um, at the time I thought that's what I'm going to do when I grow up yes. <laughs> but um yeah but it sort of got into real estate in the meantime but yeah journalism's yeah. always been something that's on the back of my mind and naturally don't mind a bit of a chat <laughs> <laughs> and you're so good at it <laughs> yes so from journalism and a bit of dabble in uh, real estate, then the normal progression of things for most girls is marriage, kids and divorce. So tell me about that. So my ex-husband, like a brilliant man, and you know, like yes. you just mentioned that I've had a hard couple of weeks. We actually just, my father just passed away. So we, you know, buried yeah. him two days ago. And my ex-husband is a wonderful man. And the reason why I married him to start with is because he had all the qualities of, you know, once you decide to get married, there's no path that you think, you know, you're not going to get married to get divorced. So no. he he came over to the funeral and, you know, brought the kids. And so he's a really good man. And I guess we were together for 14 years, which yeah. for everyone who has been married, that's two seven-year itches. <laughs> <laughs> and that's we, such a great way to put it. <laughs> and we sat down um, in February of 2013 and there was a howling westerly. And yeah. for anyone that sort of lives in the East Coast, once a westerly comes through, it's come it's across horrible. the Nullarbor Plain and yeah. it's really stinky hot. It's horrible. And, um, yeah, and we had the chat and sort of thought, you know, nothing. It's, we're sort of fallen out of love by that point. There was nothing sinister. There was no third party. It was just yeah. a natural progression. And yeah. From the divorce that we, you know, we amicably separated and and that's then that's so when I was... to hear. 
Yeah, and we're, you know, it was really a beautiful thing, especially for my family at my funeral, that we could all stand, stand side by side and pay our yeah. respects. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we did, got divorced, which was all, you know, n- divorce is not easy. Don't get me wrong. It's horrible no. for everyone. But yeah. our, our, we've been voted the best divorce couple of 2013 and continue <laughs> to shine a light for our children because at Fantastic. the end of the day, yeah, you know, we all want an adult, don't we? Yes, yes. Yeah. And divorce can be so messy, so painful and so destructive. So it's actually wonderful to hear a better story about the sad news of divorce, Dee. And really, for the statistically speaking, divorce, you know, it happens to one in two people. That's half the population. And I guess because women are, you know, earning their own money, they've got a little bit more control over their future and all the rest of it. Yeah. um, I guess we're we're sort of saying no when once upon a time we would have been saying yes to things yeah. that we may not have been happy about. Yeah. So even though it was a good divorce, how did it end up affecting you? The first thing about divorce is, and my advice on that is just take 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's very emotional. It can be it financial. Um, yeah. The kids, of course, are affected. My kids were quite, oh, you know, eight and ten at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of adjustment and just the fact that they've got to go to and fro and things like that. But, yeah, because we had an amicable divorce, there was no arguing. or And we, we yeah. made a decision at the time to, um, you know, be adults and, and not let the children be affected, which, you know, they've turned out to be, they're teenagers now, like most teenagers, but they're pretty well adjusted considering the circumstances. What a credit to you and your ex-husband. That's a wonderful story to hear today. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, did your life and divorce provide you with content for your shows or is the content for your shows completely different? We've all got to touch on divorce. We've got to yes. touch on it because if if you weren't online dating, you you, you know you you you'd still be married, <laughs> whether yes. that's happily or unhappily. Yeah. Um, and you know you've got to take some time out for yourself after divorce as well. So I kind of had six months where I didn't even I, I just focused entirely on the kids and I. Yes. And probably yeah. even up to nine months later until I discovered Tinder. <laughs> oh my goodness! Tell us about your forays into Tinder. Oh, Tinder. So first things first, ladies and gentlemen, Tinder is attached to Facebook. So if you're going to swipe right in the back of your mind, they are going to come up as people you may know at some point. Oh, I see. (laughs) Because it's all on that platform and it's the same with Instagram. So, you know, once you have a footprint on the interwebs, you have a footprint. Yes. Another thing with that, if you put your phone number into the search bar of um, Facebook or Instagram, yeah. um, or actually not so much Instagram, but Facebook, your yeah. name will come up. So you've just got to be really aware of who you're swiping right on. And I think the, the, the when you're first divorced, you may swipe right more than you swipe left, but let's be, <laughs> let, let us have a tale of caution. Let's go for quality over quantity. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice, Dee. Yes. So you're a comedian and I'd really love to know the story behind how you got into that and and about like your first show and and, and I'm really curious about your comedic uh, journey. 
I'm an accidental comedian. Like uh-huh. I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind having a bit of a chin wag around the fireplace with your mates and a couple of beers. Like I've kind of always yes. been funny, you know. Yes. But my mentor Rachel Birmingham, like wonderful lady, she guided mm-hmm. me through the whole writing the book process. And when I started writing the book, it was more about um, me letting go of some shame and guilt and vulnerability vulnerability, which Patsy was talking about in the previous yeah. segment, um, because I was conned by a con man. Um, yes. And, you know, I put $100,000 in his bank account, um, yeah. which, of course, he still owes me $87,000 of that, which I'll never see again. But because I had so much guilt, yes. guilt and, um, like, honestly, I was just giving myself a really hard time about it, I thought I'm, yeah. I've got to get it out of my body. I don't want this to show up in my body in some form of a disease or cancer yes. or anything yes. where my body would kind of um, manifest into something sinister. So I just yeah. – I was made redundant. I was a property value at a time. I was yes. made redundant. Um, they gave me a pretty he- um, pretty good payout, which my yeah. budget allowed me to have three months. I, was, yeah. I had three months where – and it was summer, summertime in Newcastle. Yes. I was living at Cooks Hill at the time. I was just down the road from the beach, so I had a really tanned summer. (laughs) Yes. But I also had this opportunity to write this book. So 65,000 words later, I purged. And because I'd been ripped off all this money, um, and I say ripped off, it was my own fault. Like I wanted to be loved. Um, He also was posing as a currency trader at the time, so he's going to give oh. me 50% of my money. Like, oh. he was good. And, those, and but- that was the point I was trying to make with Patsy. A lot of them are easy, the scammers are easy to pick up, but there are others who are incredibly difficult to find fault with. And this those are the ones that are the most good. dangerous. So this guy, um, and I, I call him Jack for the sake of the story. He was yes. a predator. He was a predatory narcissist, which is yes. next level narcissism. Like charming, good looking, um, but really um, short term little bites. They can only put up yeah. with this charade for you know a shorter amount of time. But you know what? He got me hook, line, and sinker, and yeah. the money went into the bank account. And it wasn't until, and, you know, at the, let me put some context around this. He was yes. living with me in my three-bedroom apartment, a kilometre from the ocean, yeah. living the good life. He didn't pay yeah. rent. He didn't pay food. He didn't pay electricity. didn't pay anything. He was literally, he it was like having a man-child in the house. Yes. Yeah. So um, I wrote this book. Rachel Birmingham guided me through it. Wonderful, wonderful lady. And she said yeah. to me, Dee, thank you, you've written a really great book, now you've got to promote it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've got to promote my book now. <laughs> it's a like, shock for most authors when you realise at the end of all your hard-earned write, like writing is hard, listeners. Writing takes it out of your soul. And then at the end of it, you have this book and then you realise you have to promote it. You have to promote it. And that's my ex-husband calling, so I'll just hang up on him. <laughs> Oh, that's fabulous, Dave. Isn't it lovely? Isn't it lovely? I mean, that just flew back yesterday. So um, it was really good that he took time out of his, three days out of his week to come and pay respects to my dad. So I will call him later. Um. (laughs) 
ESP, he must know you're talking yeah. about him on the radio. Oh, oh, what a classic. What a classic. So when Rachel said to me, you're going to have to promote your book, I'm like, uh-oh. So I, I had a week. I had a week. Yes. And um, Rachel said, well, you're going to have to do this um, book launch to which 125 ladies in Newcastle came along. The room was packed. The room was packed. It was the first time I'd got up in front of a group of people, friends and, you know, acquaintances and some complete strangers. Yes. I spoke for two and a half hours and I just had places in stitches of laughter. Fantastic. So so it just, it was an accidental fall through. And then because of that, um, you know, and I'm, I'm down a house deposit. So it, it's it's not like it's not like um it's not like I've got a choice actually. So it's kind of like I really want I really want to put a roof over my children's head. Yeah. So that's yeah. So that's how it started, and then so you know that was your actual first time doing stand-up comedy at your very own book launch. That's yep. amazing, Dee. Straight I up, I want to clap online. <laughs> And you know what, sometimes you just have to get out of your own way. I'm 46 years old. At the time, you know, I was 45. And I just thought, if not now, when? I've I've just lost a beautiful friend of mine to cancer and we're getting older and I think, you know, this is my my life's purpose. So there's no point sitting in the fetal position in the lounge room watching Netflix, having a good soup about yourself, feeling sorry for yourself. I was like, no. Although you can do that sometimes, people, just occasionally. It's it's okay to sit in the corner, curled up in the fetal position, watching Netflix. That's okay, but it's not a lifelong strategy, is it, Dee? It is not a lifelong strategy, but it did kind of last a couple of months, <laughs> <laughs> which I can understand. <laughs> and I just went, you know what? Let's just do this thing. So I um I was also asked to be in a book, which so I t- I went to Auckland, New Zealand, um as a l- compilation, and then yeah. the opportunities that have come from then, I've been on um national. Uh, Newcastle Radio. Yeah. I've yeah, I'm now with you. Yeah. I've I've just had this really great opportunity to be on ABC TV. Oh, so no, it's that's of, taken on a life of its own. See, that's I, that listeners. That's the amazing thing that happens when you, as D says, get out of your own way and start following the flow of your life. And it's scary, isn't it, D? It is so scary. <laughs> I have to agree. It's like the scariest thing you'll ever do, but gosh, it's fun and gosh, it opens you up to meeting amazing people and uh, collaborating with amazing people and that makes up for all the fear you fear when you start out on the path of doing something you never thought you'd do. So. I know you've been working on this wonderful project with Sean McAuliffe. Now, for our US listeners, Sean McAuliffe is a famous Australian comedian, TV present. Like he does lots of different things, doesn't he, D? Yeah, he's and he's a genius. He's actually a lawyer. He's um, a, yeah, he's a satirical um comedian. Yeah. And and you know he he's um he's a he's really, really down to earth guy. He's yeah. really intelligent, really clever guy. Um, so yeah, so the opportunity, I, I did a talk about the cancer council in the Newcastle library and the Newcastle library put my name forward and said, um, you know, let's, let's get D involved. Yeah. Oh, he's, 
He's ringing again. He's ringing again. So, um, can we say hi to him on the radio? Oh, do you want to? I've just hung up on him. <laughs> oh, love oh, oh, the poor thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he he will just have to wait. <laughs> so back to Sean um, and your project with Sean. What are you doing? Uh, when's it coming up? So it airs in April next year. Yes. Um, the show's called Tipple. Um, it is. It does touch a lot on um, alcoholism in women, single women. Yes. It also touches on uh, book clubs, <laughs> and book clubs are quite often known as wine clubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. just exploring the changing uh, dynamics and statistics around the increase of uh, women having a bit of a tipple. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, there are some scary statistics around um, women drinking, um, drinking more than they should. Um, and oh, that sounds like a fantastic show next year. So you've done the filming for, for it, have you, Dee? Is it finished? So we, did and the just... filming, we did the filming last week, which is, um, yes. as I say, it was quite a trying thing to oh, do. I had to put I... my big girl panties on and um, get amongst it, uh, you know, from the death of my father. And it was like, yeah. well, I'm just going to do this for you, dear daddy. And yeah. yeah, so it was it was really interesting. We got some friends together, and we all get affected by alcohol in different ways. Whether you've been yes. married to an alcoholic, or whether you've, um, you know, have people in your family that are alcoholics. Uh, yeah. There's, you know, and it's it's you know, alcoholism and depression is directly linked. Linked, also, yes, they yeah. Are. Also with anxiety. So there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of lot of heavy hitting subjects involved. Oh look, he's on air. I'm going to answer. I'm I'm just going to answer him. I'm just going to answer him. Okay. While you're answering him, um, all right, Kerry Shane. Just... I'm just on air. Okay, I'll call you back. <laughs> Hi, Shano. He's gone. <laughs> um, while you're doing that, Kerry just wants to say, um, I call it a pity party. You block out a bit of time and you do what you want to do to get it out. A movie, garden, scream, excess etc. Esther wants to know, how is it someone can be an accidental comic? Well, Dee, I think that this is probably what you always wanted to be or was it never a thought it just kind of happened when you did your book launch and stood up in front of people? I call it divine seed planting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And it doesn't matter how long you push away what you're meant to do, it'll eventually bubble and show up. Uh, so if you're meant will. to be something, you will be it. But if you don't do it until you're 65 when you're having that little seed bubble at 45, then you've ripped yourself off 20-odd 20, 20 years. So <laughs> I agree. I agree. I Again, it's, it's same story. Like I'm in my 50s and I'm only just discovering how this awesome platform of radio works and I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, I think being in uh, that middle-aged bracket, I guess you could say, it comes with certain advantages. The disadvantages that you've lost a fair bit of your life stuffing around and doing other things. But then when you reach this this life and and I don't know, for me, there's less fear than there ever was. There's still fear, but there's less fear than there ever was. And there's something wonderful about creating something new in your middle age. Don't you agree, Dee? 
it's really exhilarating and also yes. for the fact that it's actually as much as this story happened to me, this isn't a unique story. Yes. So so the purpose of helping other women see red flags and have other women um, be aware of what's going on. Yes. So it doesn't actually come from a place of, like getting yourself out there, it actually no, comes from more of a place of helping I and agree. being being a guiding light for other people, so you can help other people not fall into and that. Perhaps, kind of, yeah, and perhaps just stop one other woman or man being ripped off uh, yeah. and separated from their money. And and yeah, if it just helps one person, that's what your focus is more than, and and the the getting out there is just part of getting everyone educated it sure is and i know for, i know for a fact that i've helped six local women in newcastle i know for oh, a fact see, just so that's I know, amazing. yeah yeah so i know that what i'm doing is um not only part of my life's purpose but it's also helps um set a different dynamic for other people you know in yeah. their decisions moving forward so it's kind of a cool thing it's kind of humble and it's kind of um you know if even yeah. if and like with the chats and my um, comedy, because, you know, I talk about some pretty heavy, hard-hitting stuff in my shows, but yeah. I say it in such a way that, you know, three, four days later, a month later, a year later, uh, that little trigger will um will will come to light for someone else and it may just stop. Like it may, it's just a sliding door moment. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I agree. And, and the more that you put yourself out there, the more people you can reach help and the more education around these sorts of crimes. I'm just wondering, Dee, did did he end up being criminally charged in your instance or what happened? So Without giving away too road. much in the book? Yeah, so I did go down that road because I put the money in his account. It was seen as a gift. Um, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <gasps> yeah. Anyway, it, it's a good life lesson. <laughs> it's a oh good life goodness. lesson. But um, oh I can't. Yeah, so I'm not going to let that affect me, um, you know. And I did go to, I went, I got lawyers, and I got the police involved, and I've done all this and done all that. Yes. And I just thought the time and energy that I was spending on something that wasn't, well, it was, you know, it was dead ends everywhere. I just thought yeah. I'm going to spend more time and teach more people. And you know, yeah. the money will come, the money will yes. come. But it's, yeah. it's, it's more, it's just, you know, it's, it's a karmic kind of roundabout. So yeah. I just figure I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm certainly not lying down and being, playing the victim. I've never no, been that no, person anyway. No. So, you know, I'm just going to be a funny chick. And next year I'm um, I'm performing at the Adelaide Fringe Festival, which is yes. that that is definitely getting out of your own way. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, because that's people. That's a massive thing for. Uh, a novice comedian to be asked to go to, let alone get up and speak on stage. So what else have you got coming up in 2020, D? So 2020, I've got a TV show coming up that I'm doing a pilot yes. for at the moment and I'm writing <gasps> that with Rachel Birmingham, which is super exciting, super that exciting. Is. And it's kind of got a um, – um, it's it's a reality show, but it's more yes. spicks and specks as opposed yes. to Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm really one of those real people. I grew up in a, a small country town. I grew up on a farm. I was drenching yeah. sheet and driving a car yeah. by the time I was eight. Like that, yeah. you know, what you see is what you get. Yeah. I'm certainly yeah. not. Um, even though I have had Botox, I'm not full of Botox. I'm as real as you can get it. Like 
So I'm just, I'm, I'm touring. So I've got this TV show that's coming yes. up, which um, it's all a little bit top secret, but we are, you know, we're hitting some pretty cool producers. And because I was on the, you know, Sean McAuliffe's, yes. um, I've got, you know, some producers and some directors. So I've kind of got a, a little bit of a foothold there. So once this comes to air, we'll be putting, um, we'll be putting our feelers out for the singles out there over, yes. over 36 um, you know, looking for love, and oh, it's going to be—it's going to be a really funny show. It's going to be a funny show with a serious side to finding love, but yes. you know, we're keeping it real. So if you've got lips that look like you've come out of a tire factory, you're probably not going to get a berth on my show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, T. I'm really excited to hear that on um, Radio Tony today. That's well, you're the first one to hear of it. This is, this is so secret at the moment. It's um, it's you know, it's under wraps, but it's definitely something that's on the bubble. Well, which there you really- go, listeners. Australia's uh, I'm, I'm reluctant to say middle-aged answer to Love Island. Um, <laughs> You could say that. <laughs> but what a great concept. There's nothing yeah. quite like that in yeah. the TV arena at the moment. And I think, you know, we have an ageing population. There's a lot of men and women out there looking for love that are older. Like, you know, let's not give all the, the glory to the to the young guys and girls. Let's um help the older generation as well. I'm excited to hear that. It's so, really exciting. Listeners, I've just popped up Dee's Facebook, Instagram and website so that you can stay in touch and see what Dee's up to because I'm sure via her social media she will announce when these shows are on and when they're coming up. And I just want to pop briefly back to your book. And I love the title and because it's my radio show, I get to say what I want and I think the dickhead list is a fabulous title for a book. And so, listeners, if you pop onto Dee's website, she'll have details on there on how to get the book. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about what's in the book? Obviously, it's about your being ripped off uh by this narcissistic man um does it just tell the story of that do you talk about how you felt and how it made you feel as well i did look at you know what he's not that he's not the main event yes yes <laughs> um so there's a lot of checkup from the neck up sort of stuff there's a lot yes. of self-development Ooh. there's a lot of um you know stories tales tribulations there's a lot of things to um like there's some there's some pictures for those people that want to flick through to the illustrations. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know, like for all the listeners out there, if you want to get amongst it, please go to your local bookstore and say, "Have you got a copy of the Dickhead List?" Because if it's not in your store and they enough people ask about it, it, they have to order it. Yeah. Um, at the moment, because and I've that goes been- for the US listeners as well. You're equally able to pop into your local bookstore and say, "I want to buy uh, Dee's book, The Dickhead List," and they have to get it for you. Because so that uh, would be super awesome. <laughs> so get on out there, listeners, and grab yourself a copy of Dee's book, um, and jump onto her website so you can keep track of all the amazing things she's doing in 2020. For those listening in Australia, I'll be looking out in April for uh, the show Tipple with uh, Dee on it, and I'll also be looking up 
out for your love show as well. Um, do you have a working title that you can tell us about or is that under wraps That's as well? That's still under wraps, but um, it, like, keep in touch with me. Um, I if will. If you're looking to have the book, um, it's also it's on Amazon and yes. Book Depository and all those sorts of so things. Leave a review. Um, for people in Newcastle, it's available at Charlestown Dimmicks. Um, because... Uh, because the last three weeks has obviously been very personal, I'm just about to launch yeah. it nationally. So it's it's about to it's about to sh- it's about to go. It's about so to. So Radio Tony listeners, you're hearing a lot of this stuff first this morning, and sure. again, just before we run out of time, I'm really appreciative of Dee's time this morning. She has had an incredibly tough few weeks, and I would have understood if she didn't feel up to come. Coming on the show this morning. So, listeners, I'm really appreciative that you've been able to hear what Dee's up to. Exciting 2020 for you. And go out and get do yourself a favour and get yourself Dee's book, The Dickhead List. It's a great read, available anywhere. If your bookstore hasn't got it, ask them to get it in. So, Dee, I'm going to let you go now and bring back that delightful ex-husband of yours. Thank you so <laughs> much for being on Radio Tony this morning. I really appreciate your time and take care this weekend, won't you? Oh, good on you, Tony. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure and you're doing a really good job. Oh, thanks, honey. All right, listeners, we're going to pop onto a quick break and when we come back, we have the amazing Tracy Tully to tell us all what she's been up to. Over to you, Rebel. Keep the conversation going. Direct assistance. Call Radio Tony. Hello. 561-623-9421 on W4WN Radio Guest Skype. Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl, discovering a woman of strength and beauty, is the new book from Australian author Tony Lontis. Available in paper, ebook, and audio formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Available for download now through all good online retailers and in all good bookstores. Tough conversations on the social and moral issues of our time with Tony Lontis. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia, Radio Tony on W4WN. Hello, Tracy Tully, how are you? Oh, very well, thanks, Tony, and how are you? I'm doing really well this morning. Um, I've had some wonderful guests on the show this morning, and now I get to talk to one of my favourite show sponsors. So, oh, Tracy. My we had lots of interaction last time you came on the show when you were talking about your book. And regular listeners will remember that Tracy has a powerful story of being a whistleblower on the education system here in Queensland. So I just wanted to check in with you and see where you are with your book, Fearless. Mm. Thank you. Uh, So with my book, Fearless, I'm just finishing up the rewrite after it's been with the solicitors um, for two months. So that's uh, a very important uh, uh, little uh, project I've got. And I have uh, found myself a director uh, to make it into a movie. And I'm just in the process of working with a lady in Sydney uh, for a screenwriter. So we're going to convert it into a, a fabulous Australian story. And I don't know if you've actually seen the movie Dressmaker. Yes, I have, actually. Very good movie. Mm, okay, so with it'll Kate be on Winslet. the... 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. So it's black humour. I'll be writing it as a as a movie, very much on that realm, as uh-huh. black humour. And I'm very very excited. That's probably one of my biggest dreams come true. And, and a lady came forth. And um, and said her son was an Australian director, and would I be interested? And I said, yes, why not? Oh, Tracy, that's really gosh. We're hearing lots of firsts on Radio Tony today. How exciting is that? Um, so that will be your main project in twenty twenty. I'm guessing. No, I think it'll. I think it'll take a little bit longer than that. Yeah. But um, yes, it, it's certainly something uh, that will be an ongoing project, and. I'm pretty excited about it because now I can actually kill some people off in it. <laughs> well, they should, you know, make yeah, them well, there's that. Yeah. It's your movie. You can do, do what you yeah. want. Yeah. But in, in the real world, uh, what happens in my uh, in my role with my background, I deal with a lot of people with PTSD. So yes. I um, have people come to me for work who are ex-armed um, services personnel who've dealt with a lot of um, trauma, and I also um, attract a lot of uh, people in the government sector who have been treated poorly under our Public Service Act, so on suspension or whatever. So uh, I, I've got a lot of clients this week, actually, um, yes. around that area. Mm. Yeah. So, Tracy, um, the re- how long do you think it'll take you to do the rewrite now that the um, lawyers are finished with it? Yeah, okay then. So my book, Fearless, um, Buckle Up and Build Resilience is the name of my book. So what will happen with that is that um, I am pacing it. So because my story is highly political, it is. we have an election here in Queensland next year. So I will be pacing it into the election with a strategic political move, and I'll be doing that on purpose. So last week I spoke to, and this week, uh, a number yeah. of publicity agents yeah. around uh, moving that information out there and having the most impact it can uh, yeah. because I want that Public Service Act reviewed. That is all yeah. I want, and that is uh, not a big ask, and it needs to. So um, it won't actually be coming out. It, it will be coming out after Christmas. It won't be coming out before Christmas, and yeah, then I'll yeah. write it into the elections. So my um, building my pro- can pre can listeners pre-purchase your book though, Tracy? Yes, they can. Yes, and I can send you that um, that link if you like. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've got it up on my screen quickly. Uh, no, I haven't this no, morning. No. I'd, I'd have to send it to you and you'd have to put it up at another time perhaps. But, yeah, um, that's fine. I'm just on the road at the moment. So, yeah, no, uh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm in a pub. I'll, um, <laughs> it's, it's via your website though, isn't it? Yes, it is via my website. Yeah, so yes, tracytully.com. So, absolutely, tracytully.com, www.tracytully.com. Uh, then you'll be able to see the link to the book and purchase that. So it's a pre-purchase price at the moment, so it's really good. Yeah. And uh, it is it is real. It is very real. And really, as you can well imagine, it is an extremely corrupt, highly political story. It's very hot, and therefore yes. I've had to be very careful what's in it. And yeah, it's taken so longer than before. Kendall wants to know, do you think you're going to suffer any other issues if you continue to move forward? Well, you're definitely moving forward, but, again, mm. our listeners are – concerned about you and your health so Mm -hmm. um i think uh you know this has been a 10-year journey for me and yeah uh rewriting it actually uh, sank me into a really 
black hole again and I was shocked at oh, uh, how deep I went with that doing the rewrite. So yeah. I, that's why it's taking me a bit uh, since it's come back from a solicitor because just having to go back into it. And the first chapter, as I, as I mentioned to the last time you spoke to me, is about my son. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, um, yes, it, it does take its toll. Um, Kendall, yes, I, I think... The, the uh, my responsibility is to my family and my children, so it's my legacy. The book is yeah. my legacy, and that's what drives me. I have no interest interest about political flat flack, and yeah. uh, I will be literally uh, meeting with any uh, political competitors against the yeah. current current um, governance, and I'll be meeting with them and sharing the real stuff that I can't publish in the book. So mm. it's I've got the facts, so I provide all that fact to my solicitor. So at yeah. the back of the book is actually a, a call to action if anyone wants uh, class action to go yeah. to him. Uh, yeah. So it's real. It's very real. But, no, I think I'm at that past that point where, um, you know, I'm not going to play the games. I don't have to yeah, play the games. Exactly. I'm a public citizen now. I'm not owned by the government. Yeah. And, and very communistic behaviour. Actually, I was, I was talking to a client the other day, um, and, and, and it's appalling what they're doing to her, absolutely appalling. I can't believe that it's still happen, happening in our public yes. service. And just for our listeners, I come from um, the health side of the public, same public service that Tracy is talking about. And I can tell you from my experience, it is completely toxic, completely yep. toxic yep. and out of control. Yeah. And uh, I've got a question here from Oliver. Um, yeah. My son was beaten. Yes, he was badly beaten. And he people was. charged and convicted. Uh, and, uh, and and I mentioned before, you know, he actually took himself over to America at the age of 15 to es- escape it. He was very, very brave. My, my kids yeah, have given me brave. permission. It, it was my kids, actually, that um, pushed me to write the book. Uh, yes. So that that was the only reason I wrote the book. So yes, yeah. Oliver, um, I do worry for my family, but my children know. Uh, and for example, our son um, is in Queensland and working for the government, and yes. um, he uh, um, he actually got sacked. Um, mm. Yes, when he foolishly told them whose son he was, and oh, uh, no. it was in our department. Yeah. And so he was devastated, and I, and I warned him. I said, mate, what didn't you think wasn't going to happen? He's now working with another government department, and he knows, he's aware. We had a chat the other day, and I said, uh, you know, keep your mouth shut, basically. Yeah. And he said, no, you're my mother, and I'm proud of you, so no. And I said, well, you know, it could come and bite you next year. He said, well, them's the breaks. And so the our kids is, are good. Yeah, the, the thing is, though, Tracy, they – he should not be allowed to be sacked for mm-hmm. something that he's not doing. It, that's his life story. That's not something made up. That's not, you know, it, it boggles my mind that they were able to sack him legitimately. Well, it boggled my mind because, as you can well understand, in terms of legal practice and policy yes. schedules and, and um, yes. et cetera, I'm all over it. And I said to him, yeah. I'll step in. He said, no, no, don't want you to. I said, and I, I did t- try and push him. I said, no, I'll, I'll, go yes. to the, I'll go to the media on this. He said, no, I really don't want to work for them anyway. He yeah. said that. Yeah, well, and I won't even repeat what he said. Yeah, yeah. he said they were pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that, that, yeah, so he's a good boy and he's, um, yeah, he turns 24 shortly. So he, um, 
he understands how the world works and I, I suppose it, it, he checks in with me really well. Both of them check in with me really well, my husband. And so we're very fortunate. We're very close like that. And uh, yeah, I would not put them in, in jeopardy at all, Oliver. I really wouldn't. Uh, yeah. sa- sacked must mean uh, fired most definitely, yeah. Leo. Um, yeah. And by law, you're not allowed to do it. But what no. happens under the Public Service Act in Queensland, mm-hmm. Australia, uh, is that they can they can manipulate the act to suit themselves yep. in any way possible. Yep. Um, and they do. Yeah, any way possible. So they, they can manipulate it. And I know that. I know that back to front. And so they, um, yes, they did. So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> poor and Sam. He, yeah. That's been my experience to Tracy, to just back you up same and similar experiences for myself and others where they were just fired just because uh, mm. they picked something tiny from some obscure spot in the act and there you go. Yeah, I've got um, a message here from Erin from actually and she's saying they do talk differently. It's true. It's it's corruption. It is. It's, just, it's corruption, active corruption at its best. And the, the population out there have no idea just how Agreed. filthy and dirty it is. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. And yeah. this is our state-level yeah. government um, yes. in Australia. Yes. We have federal, state and local. So this is at a state level where Tracy's experienced the worst of it and where my experience has come from too, that state level of um, policy and, and corruption effectively. David wants to know, is it a right-to-work state where you live? Hmm. I'm just, just um, looking at that, that question, um, so yeah. I'm going to interpret it. Um, uh, is it a right to work in a state where you live? For me, no, I, wouldn't, I would never be allowed back into any government job, nor would I want to be, in this state. Uh, yeah. I hope that's the question, David, you might be asking. No, yeah. I wouldn't be. Uh, allow, I'm tagged. I'm a hot, hot person, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm um, you know, I've got a personality where I'm not afraid to speak up at all, and yes. I think that's why it's time. It's certainly time to look at these things. The Me Too, hashtag Me Too campaign yes. Uh, yes. has started all that as well. So I was body barged by my, my superiors. I was had my handbag emptied, you know, treating me oh like a criminal God. with false allegations. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 a police bit of a police state. Yes, yeah, so I I had hoped that things had moved on, but the more I talk to you, Tracy, and the more that I talk to other people out there, it doesn't seem that things have changed in any of the departments across the the state of Queensland, and that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So what's happening? And and it's um. It's a trend. So what happens is as you come into election with this particular party that's in governance, which is the Labor Party now, yes. as they deteriorate and implode, which is what's happening. That's um, correct. That, yeah. So what they do is if any – so we're talking about schools or health. So if anyone makes a complaint, to shut them up literally, they park them to the site. So they suspend them, walk them out of the building, publicly humiliate them, publicly walk them out of the building. So that's something that has to change. That's just, that's our It's archaic. just not right. Yeah, Joan of Arc stuff, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Really um, so th- th- this is happening more and more right now. So they're trying to shut down people because they want to look good coming into election. It's and it's a strategy of theirs. And this is this is what happens every time. And that's yep. p- specifically why I'll pitch my, start pitching my book. Uh, because yes. it coincides with all these people who are finding me 
um, uh, in the on the social media and seeking yes. me out to help them. Yes, I'm quite sure, Tracy, that um, in the lead up to the release of your book and subsequently after the release of your book, I'm sure you will open a huge amount of uh, people will be contacting you left, right, and centre. I can just, I, yeah. I just, I think of so many instances in health, and and mm. you would already know about the instances in education, and it's no longer okay to treat people the way that that you or I have been treated or anyone else for that matter. Um, Dovid's just clarified right to work work laws say workers can be fired for any reason. That's not the case in Australia. No, it's not. No, that, that in is Australia, absolutely right. In Australia, you have to have certain – you can't just willy-nilly fire uh, people in Australia. You have to have a justified uh, legal reason to fire them. So if you have right to work laws in the US that allow you to be fired, I, I'm I'm pretty sad for you. Um, but um, we do with contract. Uh, uh, um, yes. Casual workers. Yes, David. Yes. Casual workers. We can as a as a business person. If someone's uh, not performing, I can as a casual as a permanent worker, David. Uh, no, there's a there's um there's a process, but once again, that process can be very smartly yeah. manipulated and is yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and that makes it terribly difficult for someone who is trying to highlight corruption uh, in a department. Um, mm-hmm, and yeah. <laughs> there's also Tracy, what do you yeah. think about the federal government's ideas about uh, stopping whistleblowers, stopping the media report on certain things? From my perspective, that is deeply concerning. What do you think? Uh, so once you invoke the Whistleblowers Act, you're pretty well stuffed uh, uh, as it is. So when yeah. I invoked the Whistleblowers Act the second time uh, uh, through to by writing to or submitting my uh, seven-page report of allegations plus fact to the Triple C, yeah. um, so what happens there is that the local government of the day can actually can actually shut that down. So uh, it depends on the governance of the day whether they'll give the triple C the freedom to go with it or not. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting, and it's once again it's political. So um, I was I was advised that within that uh, that department, triple C department, uh, they can take my story or my my report across um, to to the governance um, yes. with the senior governance team, and they can be made aware of it. And they can yeah, they, they, they just hammer you. They just it's just yeah, it's just quite yeah. hard. Uh, yeah, a couple of comments. Um, under yeah. the law in most states, if there's no employment contract, workers are employed on an at-will basis. That means employers have the right to fire employees at any time for any reason or no reason at all. And conversely, employees have the right to leave the organisation at any time. I'm assuming that's in the US. Um, and Renee said, did you say you were stuffed? <laughs> Yes. Again, yeah, it's stuffed. that Australian yeah. American uh, stuff like a chalk. Australians like a have lots of like wonderful a little words. Yeah. yeah. So what happens is, uh, Renee, when when you invoke a law here, so I invoked the Whistleblowers Act. It, it's yeah. just been reviewed at the end of July this year to try and get a little bit of semblance of normality with it. But w- when I did it, uh, it's open slabber. So can I translate that stuff like a chook? That meant my career died. The day I um, submitted my report to 
um, the Crimes and Misconduct Unit, the yes. so-called ethical unit of the day. This is the day, yes. not now. Um, then, and I invoke the Act. Once that happens, you kiss your career goodbye. Uh, my career was finished. I yeah. hope that helps a bit. I know our Aussie lingo does, um, <laughs> it makes it a bit difficult. And, of course, I'm a bush girl too, so I spent a yeah. lot of my life in the bush, in the Australian bush. So, um, you know. And I'm I understand bit- perfectly what Tracy's uh, saying, so I don't I don't always pick up that it needs translation. So, effectively, uh, Tracy's high-level job was over, kaput finished and her career of some 30 years was finished because she decided to speak out against the corruption that was happening in the education Um, and I'm not sure whether the US has a whistleblowers act or some sort of protection I assume that they would have something but that's this is what happens in Australia and Trace is about to expose this corruption and hopefully Affect uh, some changes across Queensland in the departments of the state government. That's correct, yeah. So uh, uh, I'll be the first person to do this and, yes. uh, and it's time. I've got a lot of backing uh, within my own peers and colleagues, which yes. they just don't realise. So um, just to, uh, to share with listeners, what they do is they stack false allegations against you. So you've got really senior um, officers making up stuff. And, of course, um, because they don't talk to each other within the departments, they don't bother um, yeah. getting signed signed statements. So that's what I'll be pushing for. Um, yes. A, a, a signed stack deck. So if someone yes. – so a senior, senior officers made incredibly malicious uh, false allegations against me. Now – Right yes. now, if that act was changed and the act said that if you do that, that you have to sign a stat deck. And, of course, yes. when they're overturned, which these some of them were overturned, then I can sue them. Yeah. They're open. They're actually exactly. open slather. Yeah. Where yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm, I can't do that because um, it's all locked up and sealed. And you but should be able to sue someone who lies about you in a professional oh. capacity. That should mm-hmm. be your yeah. God-given right. Mm. With their intent, and their intent is with an to evil resist. intent. Yep. Absolutely, yep. and I'll give you a Agree. quick, quick, um, quick example. So, one principal, we had our ethical standards unit. Two officers went to that principal's office, stood over her, literally, bullied her, and tried to make her make up an allegation against me. Just tried. She was so horrified that she wrote a letter to the ethical standards unit and complained. They wrote a letter back and apologised, and she's given me all that. Now, the department doesn't even know I've got it. That's silly. They're that ignorant and very egocentric. They just don't – they're not professional enough. Their standard isn't high enough. And uh, so that means that um, basically uh, the ball's in my court now. So now that person's terrified, and obviously I'm not even saying their gender. That person is actually terrified of their position, but – but that that particular person very bravely gave me those documents, and it was wow. on a on a bush road in the middle of nowhere. Yes, you know, with their headlights Which on. Which is the best spot. Yeah, yeah. best spot. Scary stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Listen, yeah. Tracy, I know that I need to get you off the air because you're yes. an incredibly busy woman. Um, I very much appreciate you coming on Radio Tony again and we love hearing from you um, every week. So I'll let you go on your way. Thank you very much for coming on today and I'll talk to you again soon. Okay, so in the background we have... Kerry waiting to talk to us and hopefully this week we don't have any technical issues. Uh, sorry, Holly, before we get, before we talk to you, Kerry, um, Holly just wants to know bush must mean country for them. Okay, so Holly, when we talk about the bush in Australia, it refers to anything that's out in the countryside away from metropolitan areas. So when we say we come from the bush, we come from the country. And in Australia, often the country is sparsely, uh, the bush is sparsely populated, filled with lots of big farms um, and kangaroos, koalas and what have you. So, yes, the bush is kind of out there and uh, both Tracy and I are from the bush. I grew up on a 2,000-acre farm in the middle of nowhere and uh, Tracy has a, a similar history. So, yes, the bush means country for you, but usually bush means out in the middle of nowhere. I'm so sorry, Kerry, I digress for a moment. How are you this morning? Oh, no. <laughs> Please tell me we have Kerry on the line. Oh, dear. Okay, so, well, that's good. Uh, Kerry can, can hear us. We just can't hear Kerry. Oh, that sounds moderately better. Okay, so Kerry can hear me, but we can't hear Kerry. Hmm. The technical issues we have with Skype are completely fascinating. So whilst Kerry is logging off and logging back on again, I might just see if Rebel can pop in a quick song. Can you do that for us, Rebel? Sorry, yes, I definitely can. I have it geared up and ready to go. Thanks, love. See you after the song, guys.
Radio Tony with Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Join Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl, discovering a woman of strength and beauty on the Women for Women Network. Radio Tony uncovers and exposes the social and moral issues of our time, bringing social consciousness to the airwaves. You're not alone with secrets. Let's talk trauma and resilience. Radio Tony is your safe space for these tough conversations. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Thursday evenings from 7pm Eastern Standard Time on W4WN. Radio Tony on W4WN. A platform for the unheard. Radio Tony on W4WN. Your safe space for tough conversations. Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty is the new book from Australian author Tony Londis. Available in paper, ebook, and audiobook formats, Resilience is the true life story of Tony experiencing and surviving trauma, abuse, mental health issues, and the ultimate betrayal of someone she fell in love with. Exposing moral issues you may have dealt with too. Read how hope and happiness triumph in her life. Available at Amazon.com and all good online retailers. Welcome back, everyone. You're live with Tony, and we have Kerry on the mobile phone with me because we just can't seem to get Skype to work. So, Kerry, tell me what you've been up to since we talked last. Oh, what have I been up to? Well, there is um, a few things that um, I'm organising for the beginning of January, where um, a lot of your listeners may not know, but my background is actually hairdressing. And I've been coming up to 40 years in the hairdressing and beauty industry. So I do a workshop for young girls who are around about 14 to 18, everything about hair and makeup and body image. So we've got a few workshops coming up for that. And that is looking at what enhances you. Don't look at the magazines. How to um, be the best you can be in the way you present yourself, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you dress, and not look at the magazines because when you see them, they look fantastic. But when you see someone where the genetics aren't there, it's a matter of having to enhance the best you are. I also um, love statistics, and so there was a, a one done back in 2016 where they interviewed uh, nearly 300 um, young men from the age of 15 to um, 30, and I put those statistics up as to what men look for, and number one was their smile. I was actually height and weight came down to around about number 12 or 13. That's fascinating. And that's always interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, you know, the magazines don't tell you this. And unfortunately, they have such a big impact on our young girls. So I've been doing this in a few private schools for a number of years. And the teachers have said the girls, when they get older and leave, they go, that was still the best information. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other little thing I do about it is that because of the hairdressing industry, there, I did a couple of years of psychology, but I never actually finished it. But in that, what I've learned is that there are certain medications that actually don't work 
um, in, with the hair. So as soon as they have their hair done and they put a little bit of bleach in it, their hair starts to smoke. And when they do it at home, they don't know why, and their hair will break off and fall, oh. fall out. So in the salon, I can let them know exactly as to which medication that actually um, don't work. One of them is um, is the um, I can't think of the name of it just at the moment, but it's the um, <laughs> one that actually does for the um, acne. Roaccutane. Yes. Yes. Roaccutane yes. is one of the worst, and it's really bad. And when they go on to that, it, it, because it's a hormone one and they're going through so many hormones, yes. what it does to the hair is really terrible. Wow. And so oh. this is your work with high school girls? So you do the... Yeah, high school girls. <coughs> Usually year nine around that because that's where they're starting to come into their own yes. and they start becoming very impressionable. Yes. And um, when they're a little older... They already, as we all know when we were teenagers, we know it all. <laughs> and it's not till we get a little older that we realise we didn't know as much as we thought we did. Yeah. So usually around that beginning of your teenage years is usually the most most important. And it's where you, you take in a lot of the information. Yeah. How do the young girls in your classes react when you tell them that their smile is their most important asset? They're blown away by it. Yeah. Because at that age, they don't realise that when they're dressing, they're dressing for actually other females. Yes. And as we all know as we get older, females are our worst critics. Men don't care. So, for an example, um, after I lost my husband, I had um, uh, problems with the um, one of the cars that we had. Yes. Called a mate. He came and fixed up this car. His, his mate came and fixed up the car. Couldn't have told you what he looked like. When he left, he rang this guy and he said, oh, my goodness, I've just met the woman of my dreams. <laughs> well, um, 10 years later, I ended up marrying him. We Aww. met down the track and I had no idea. I couldn't have told you what he looked like. But when he told me that, I went, and the first thing I said, what was I wearing? And he <laughs> said, you had some green tracky pants and a green top. And I went, oh, no, I look terrible. But I didn't care because I was grieving. Yes. But when, and I said, so what was it that you made you say that? He said it was the way you held yourself and the way you spoke. Oh, and obviously your smile. And obviously, well, I don't remember smiling. Because they're ugly on the inside. Because they're inside, that's right. And it shows through. So that must be really rewarding to go in and, and help teenage girls in particular to know about their smile and how they carry themselves. And um, it, it's good to know that um, you're one of those women who are doing that work in the schools. Um, I don't know if you uh, want to talk talk to our listeners yet, but you're planning some big things in 2020 besides your work in the school um, and you're using your background in 
in in the beauty industry. What else have you got coming up? Well, I actually now have an agent um, in the speaking oh, line. Oh yes, um, yes. Yeah, so that is that's really exciting. Um, because I've been out speaking for just a couple of years now and still fairly early on, um, I'm wanting to get into the corporate companies with the um, and telling my side of the story of, yeah. of what I went through. Yeah. And what I find, what I get out of that is everyone goes through something. Yes. But it doesn't matter how big or how small, it's how we come out the other end. And some people aren't quite as strong as some of others. But I help them to find their strength. Yeah. And yeah. that's where they go, oh, my goodness, that really worked. Or that didn't work, but this did. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, we still have bills to pay. We've still got to get up and go to work. We've still got to put on a performance and do what we are, we're doing. And even if it is, um, you know, raising our children or, or working or visiting friends, we still are alive. And at the end of the day, life is about the living. And it's about those who are doing the best for us. It is also about giving back. So um, I'm also um, feeding the homeless at the moment. Um, I love doing that. I do that on a Tuesday night with a group. Um, that's really nice. And I come back with the blessing. Yeah. And, um, and I'm wanting to get in with um, talking to the women who are battered in some of the homes yes. that have got yes. low self-esteem. Yes. Yes. Um, that's where, where I'm aiming through next year also. Oh. oh, Kerry, that's wonderful. I'm so glad you come on every week and we try to get you on and we try to figure out the technical issues that keep Skype from um, uh, doing what it's supposed to do. Kerry has been on the show the whole morning and the moment we go to talk to her, we can't hear her. Luckily, I have a mobile phone and I can join her to the program that way. But unfortunately, we are out of time this week. So, um, Kerry, thank you for persevering and trying to get on the show again. We will get to the bottom of this, listeners. Um, it's been a fabulous show today and um, I'd like you to have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday next week. You will be listening to the Donna Lee interview um the Donnelly interview again uh, because I won't be live and you'll be on a Thanksgiving holiday. But until the week after that, I will love you and leave you. Have a wonderful week and bye from Tony. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. My